Today's episode is sponsored by Engie. That's I-N-J-I-I. Engie is the first online network for social good. Viewers can watch original performances of all kinds of artists like musicians, poets, and comedians and help raise awareness and donations for deserving charities. This October, NG will be broadcasting several weekly online shows focused on Chattanooga's music and arts. The plan is to let you see up-and-coming artists in a different light, learn their stories, and get involved in the causes that they care about. NG covers the recording, engineering, and post-production, and artists own their own content once it's done, so they can share it or even monetize on it. NG went through the company lab and gig take program and launched the online platform this past August and moved to Chattanooga. If you are an artist or charity that is looking to be on NG or a brand agency looking to advertise, please contact hello at ng.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at I-N-J-I-I dot com. I and many of our guests on Open Mic Spotlight have been involved with NG. NG is doing such great things for our community, artists, and charities. Please take some time to check them out at NG.com. That's I-N-J-I-I dot com. You are listening to Open Mic Spotlight with Heather Lee Holt. This show features conversations with Chattanooga musicians about the importance of Open Mic and its influential effect on the Chattanooga music scene. All right. Welcome to another episode of um, Open Mic Spotlight. Uh, we're here at the Soundry with Brett Nolan, and some awesome work has come out of the studio, and I'm really excited to be here and for Brett to be helping me produce the show. Today we have uh, Dan Pinson. Hello. <laughs> also known as Danimal. Most people know him by Danimal. He is an amazing artist, prolific through Chattanooga, performing for years and years and years and years for yes. a reason, because he's incredible. And I'm so glad that he's on the show today. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your history as a musician? Um, well, I, talking about history, I guess um, I, uh, when I was six years old, lived in Atlanta with my family and obviously. What part um, of Atlanta? Uh, in uh, Roswell. I'm from Alpharetta. I didn't oh, know right on. That. Yeah, my, so my grandparents are from there. Most of my family's from there, but... Um, I was six years old, and we had this really cool teacher that um, I, I was, you know, showed an interest in music. So I was always, I was always like beating on my chest and mm-hmm. making making rhythms when I was really young and driving my brother crazy. And uh, the da- the ADD problem child. Oh, yeah, poster <laughs> poster ADD child. Um, and uh, this teacher was really cool in the fact that we had Nintendo games, you know, and he let us create music. To the Nintendo games because you know I was like all about you know yeah like, before really rock cool. band was cool too yeah and awesome. it, so it was cool you know mm-hmm. so I had this sort of uh, audiovisual kind of experience when I was six years old and, uh, with music and, not many people have yeah and it was cool so that was mm-hmm. a young thing and I played piano for a while and then um, wanted to be cool so I threw the piano away and picked up a guitar and and um, yeah and then I've been uh, 
pretty hardcore about it ever since, you know, ever since I was 15. I was like, this is what I, I already kind of knew is what I wanted to do. But when I was 15, me and uh, Adam Brown, uh, the previous drummer for Danimal Planet, he and I have been making music for a long time, but uh, we uh, we met up at uh, his stepsister's party and uh, it was it was over then. We we just, we, we started jamming, right? And we had a band called Riverboat John. Um, that uh, extended into probably the first two years of college, and then uh, yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, that was like that was uh, I think it was like ninety four. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's almost seven years with uh-huh. that band. Almost seven years with that with band? Riverboat John. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty much something like that. You know, it was. And you played out and around and. Yeah, a little bit. You know, we mm-hmm. we. Uh, we played in Chattanooga a couple of times, and the band changed form. We actually had a different drummer and a different bass player, and but uh, you know, towards the end of it, but yeah, we have we have an album uh, called uh, "A Movable Feast." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uh, it's uh, there's some stuff that I'm really not proud of, but then there's some stuff that I'm very proud of. Yeah, on, and it so. sounds like that's kind of where you discovered yourself and came into who you are as a musician oh, yeah. today. Absolutely, we would just me and him would just jam, and I I just you know it probably sounded awful. Because I was just there was no bass player and I was experimenting. just experimenting. Yeah, we yeah, we were very experimental. Yeah, you know, have some interesting uh, basement jams from there. I'm Adam archives everything, so I know we could probably like dig deep and find some of those weird jams we were doing. But yeah, one of these days someone's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, singing singing's been sort of a newer thing with me though. That's uh, that's been in the last probably ten years that I really started singing. Well, that's crazy because your voice is very unique and, I mean, chilling. Like, it's very, very, very amazing and beautiful. I, you know, with this, the whole I was always afraid, like, to sing. It was just too vulnerable for me, and I couldn't handle it until I was just like, uh, I need to be, I wanted to, I wanted to sing. I wanted mm-hmm. to see how it could happen. I finally, I guess, got older and didn't care about looking stupid. So I started singing, you know, and that's, that went from there, I guess. Yeah. And it's hard to, um, express yourself the way that you can with words, mm-hmm. you know, it's very really vulnerable. Po- yes. It's, yes. <laughs> you, you know, you, re- but it, it, you, you go strong in that, you know, the mm-hmm. more you do it, you know, and so. That is definitely the hardest part for me writing songs is facing everything inside of me and really having to dive deep and you learn things about yourself and it's scary. It is scary. (laughs) It's scary, but it's in the, you know, on the, on the other side of that, it's, it's amazing what it can do for you Mm -hmm. you and what it's done for me as Mm -hmm. a person and growing and, um, just, you know, being, I don't know, just, uh, finding sort of new ways to experience life, you know, through, through music. It's, it's really interesting or describe it, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and to relate with people through mm-hmm. it. That Absolutely. And connect with people just through your music. There's nothing that connects more than the voice, mm-hmm. you know. And I I, that was one of the, that was probably one of the turning points for me because, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was a guitar player and I was just like all into ripping it up. And then, you know, like, you know, I, had, I was, it was all ego based back then, you know, mm-hmm. when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And um, so I guess, yeah, singing was sort of a way for me to, to attempt to transcend my ego, you know, or my, my, you know, insecurities with that are stemmed from the ego, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, now it's more of a tool than it is a, something that holds me back, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, 
When was your first open mic experience? Oh, you know, honestly, I'm trying to think of like. Now, are you talking about specifically Tremont open mic no, or just no, any, any open any mic? Any open mic. In um, I'm, I'm almost. I'm thinking like the the earliest I can remember is going to Tremont. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, there. That's like as far as open mic goes. That was the first one that I really and I'd already been singing for a while. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'd been doing restaurants and stuff like that, but um, I never did any open mics until you know after I'd been singing for a while and gigging out and and mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, I went to the Tremont open mic and I met. A, I'm all. I'm sure a slew of people, a whole ton of people, really great musicians, and uh, it was a great way to network. And I was, I think it was with um, Woodford Sessions. It was a, a previous band I was in. You, I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. them, but um, uh, the Galloway Brothers, fantastic writers. Um, I wish they would write more often and play out because they're really good. Uh, but we, uh, that was we. We would go to the open mic to kind of like you know, get some of those songs out there and, and just to kind of, it's, it's really, it was, I remember it being, uh, you know, it's really uh, nerve wracking almost the first time I did open mic. And it's weird because I've been playing out so much and yeah, because you, you didn't start performing at open mics. Like a lot of us did, you performed elsewhere mm-hmm. and were already comfortable in your craft when you started performing at an yeah. open mic. But it's weird. Like, cause it was very, it was not comfortable, you know, at first. Was it you know, because there's so, at Tremont on Tuesday, there's so many talented musicians? Is that? That and just, I mean, it wasn't like a, necessarily about, you know, the competition or the other people there. Uh, not that it really was competition, but um, it was just, I don't know, it was, there was a, it was really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I guess, you know, when I'm, was, you know, playing bass or guitar, you know, with rock bands, uh, you can hide behind that. Or even at a restaurant, you can just hide behind, you know, you don't, you know, you have the opportunity, in a restaurant, you have the opportunity to move people, but you're not expected to, mm-hmm. you know. You're you're sitting up there, I'm like, you know, okay, I don't know if I can cuss. Can I cuss <laughs> on this show? It might happen. I'll try not to. Yeah, I mean, um, hey, but, we're, just, we're just having a conversation if it comes good. out. Good. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, it's part of my vocabulary. Anyway, um, yeah, when I uh, when I when I did the open mic, it was it was very it was not easy. It was all eyes were on me, and they expected me to, you know. I felt like I was expected to yeah. to just kill pe- kill kill it, you know, mm-hmm. and kill people. <laughs> um, and uh, and it, it was weird. It was it was I I was actually kind of caught off guard because I kind of went in there all confident, you know, mm-hmm. and then it was just kind of torn. So I was like, wow, there's some. There's there's a lot that I gotta learn still too. Mm-hmm. So that was. Do you think it's cool. gotten easier as? Oh as yeah, I mean the open mic thing now is is fun and. Um, and now when you come, you don't you don't come that often on Tuesdays because you're you have a lot going on all the time. Yeah. Um, but when you do come, everyone is so excited to see you, and you know everyone just as the people who go every Tuesday go because oh, yeah. it's the it's that chat music scene people that are there on Tuesdays. I love it. It's so much fun. I wish, you know, because most of my, I do a ton of restaurant gigs, mm-hmm. a, a ridic- really a ridiculous amount of restaurant gigs. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, I, I enjoy them and it's a good, that's my job, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's, it's hard for me to, I, I need to give my voice a break a lot. That's like the main reason why I probably don't go as much because, yeah. you know, you get, 
I've you know you get to singing so much and you got to give it give it a break because you know some of those restaurant gigs are like three hours long. It's a long time to sing. A lot of singing, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but yeah, that's the only reason why I really wouldn't go is just to kind of like give my voice a break and you know also you know I don't I don't drink when I'm. Not at a bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm always drinking because I'm playing. I mean, bars. everyone's always so excited to see you at Tremont too, and it it it's so awesome because you're such an amazing musician, and here you are, like playing with all of us. You know, it's it's awesome. It's oh, it's, great. it's it's great. Um, it. so how do you compare? Have you Tremont Tavern to other open mics that you've been to? Um, honestly, I haven't been to a lot of other open mics. Um, I've, let's see, I've done, you know, like Riders in the Round, that kind of thing, that's just similar to, that's it's a very similar thing to open what is mic. It? Just, you know, where you, like, uh, Round, what, what, yeah. Ma- mm-hmm. what Megan was talking about, where it's like, you know, you just, a bunch of people, you know, there's four or five musicians out there and you rotate songs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um. Tremont, Tremont, it, it just, there was a community that I loved about that, that I don't think is really any in, uh, has been in any other open mic. You know, there, there, there's a friendship and everybody just is really like, I don't know, it was just, it was, it was a really good time when I was going there all the time. I, I made a lot of friends and it was, a, I almost yeah, had I this family vibe. Yeah, I think I met vibe. you there. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where we met. I was, yeah. was going to mention that and then I was like, what if it wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it was. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's mm-hmm. where we met. And um, yeah, you, it was. It has more of a family kind of. I guess that's the difference between uh, the other open mics and and like I said, you know, it's it it's not competitive. No, you know, no, it, it was yeah. very. Everybody's very supportive, and there's a lot of different things yeah. happening there. And it, there's something about you know it's that. I mean, I, I I think it's cool too now that they have the they have more of a space to do it, but. Before is this like teeny little room mm-hmm. and people are stepping on your feet while you're playing and mm-hmm. almost you know and it's like it just had this uh, real cozy kind of feel to it so yeah yeah and that's I think that's the thing that separated it so so Maybe nowadays when you come out do you like to try new songs and yeah I'll try new songs and um, you know that that's that's mainly like why I would go out there is to kind of you know you. Get, there's songs that I've played for years and I got those down and I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, the performance is down. So, um, you know, going back to that whole vulnerability thing in the open mic, you know, uh, it puts that pressure on you. So you really can like see if you're ready to play that song out or not. You know? yeah. And it's, and it's also nice to just kind of go in there and like, you know, it's a challenge to be not sure of the piece and still put it out there and yeah. just be okay with that. You know, mm-hmm. um, and be okay with maybe falling mm. on your face, you know. Yeah, I played a new song last night, and about all the you know, shooting and Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. stuff happened a couple of weeks ago. I wrote a song, and it was a very emotional song for me. And I played it just to see if I could get all the way through it without crying. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's like it's hard. It's a way to test yourself, yeah. and that's that's mm-hmm. the beauty of an open mic. And um, yeah, it's it, it. All eyes are on you, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and that's and you get to see how people respond. Like, yeah. do they say it was awesome, or do mm-hmm. they just not say anything at all? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You can you can kind of tell. It's an easy gauge yeah. sometimes, you know. Yeah. And then sometimes they're just drinking and talking, not even listening at all, you know. Yeah, but, I can always tell when it's a good song at Tremont because mm-hmm. it gets really quiet. quiet. Mm-hmm. You're like, what is going on in Tremont? Oh, they're listening. <laughs> yeah, that that moment right there. That's a that's an intense moment. It's right my there. favorite thing. Yeah. It's, it's my awesome. Favorite thing. 
Um, so who are some of your um, inspirations as a musician, whether they're other musicians or just people? Um, you know, uh, I've been a big fan of, um, you know, there's, it's, it's hard to like pin it down. I really like, you know, Wayne Cohen from the flying flaming lips. Um, you know, as, as sort of a famous artist out there, I, I like how he does shows. He's sort of an inspiration with the visual aspects and, and, uh, just how he writes songs because he's really, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, as a writer, I wouldn't, I'm not like a wordsmith. I don't, you know, I have simple ideas, you know, really deep, you know, I, I like to go deep, you know, with them, but I like, I don't, I don't, I use simple words. And, and um, I think that's what I liked about Wayne Cohen's writing is that, you know, it had this childlike simplicity to it, but this really heavy depth. So oh, I, yeah. I try to, I try and, and, on on top of that, like I said, is is visual aspects. You know, he was a big, he was a huge influence. Um, yeah, I saw a bunch of videos and pictures. He was just at Sloth's Fest, oh, yeah. Lips for it last weekend, and it's just so awesome to see them still going. And they, you know, he and <laughs> coming from a a thirty five year old musician, as I I'm thirty five right now, and uh, Wayne didn't really like uh, the first album. Uh, uh, I think Soft Bulletin was their first one that really. It really shined through, and uh, that one that he was like, I think close to maybe in his mid, maybe in his like, I think early to mid forties, something yeah, like that, yeah. when that came out. So he's, you know, it's nice to see that. You know, it gives all of, it gives all us older musicians a little bit of hope. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and it, it it takes longer nowadays. You know, you don't. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was in the you know eighties, seventies, eighties, and nineties, where you like you know somebody finds you and you make a record and people say you know you just. It takes a lot more time these days, mm-hmm. but uh, Wayne Cohen's a good, good person. Um, now, somebody who I um, really take from this, not a musician, uh, he's sort of a philosopher. Uh, Alan Watts. I don't know if you're ever familiar with Alan Watts. He's got a ton. He's he's not alive anymore, but um, just a really like in-depth person, and he just entertains all these interesting uh, concepts and and. Uh, that and like sort of like stuff like quantum physics, I I like. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm I'm not a I don't know a ton about it. You know, I don't know all the depth of it, but just the concepts that are there and those 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 are the kind of things that influence my writing. And I don't I don't really write. I, sometimes I'll write a love song or or something that's like happened in my life, but mo- most of it are, are just these sort of like um, inquiries into you know the nature of reality. You know, and so yeah. so I kind of pick from people like that. You know, sort of. You know, psychedelic, but but also, you know, I don't want to say spiritual because I feel like that can get a different connotation, but kind of that that uh, that kind of aspect of mm-hmm. writing. So, and yeah. I, I mean, you could really see and hear the flaming lips mm-hmm. with your with your um, looping and your mm-hmm. electronic incorporated into the acoustic. It's not many people do it like you do it. It's pretty I, original. That's that's where I, I get a lot of influence from them for sure. You know, I, that's um, there's a ton of musicians out there that are amazing, but that one stands out the most, I guess. Who do you think in Chattanooga as a musician inspires you the most? Oh, there. That's oh a God, really hard question. That is a tough question. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, uh, Adam. I would say Adam Brown has been a big. You know, he and I have kind of fed off each other from since we were kids. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's, as far as being influenced, you know. And you've watched each other grow <clears throat> and help each other oh, grow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's a big influence. And, you know, seeing, watching, uh, you know, T.J. Griever 
you know, as a front man is, is incredibly it's inspiring. It's an experience. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's really hard to like pick one or, you know, like Ryan Oyer, Nick Letzko. I mean, mm-hmm. they all do their own thing and there's little parts, um, you know, I'm leaving so many names out, but. Oh uh, yeah. There's just so know, many in Chattanooga. It's crazy. It, it, really. It's, and, uh, you know, the Galloway brothers, um, they had, when we were doing Woodford sessions, that was, um, my first, like, you know, we're, we're doing an Americana band, you know, it's, it's simple. It, it was, they, and that, they sort of influenced me or Michael, Michael mainly on this, um, Mason too, but Michael has a really good sense of, um, uh, being tasteful and not doing too much. And, mm-hmm. you know, there, I had a tendency as, and I still, still do have a tendency. I'm constantly fighting, um, myself as far as like overplaying and, you know, so they, they kind of started my, um, whole, uh, you know, idea of just being minimalistic and doing what's necessary, not trying to do anything impressive, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, c- coming out of the Joneses where it's like this up with the Joneses was like fast, heavy rock. And, you know, we're doing all these licks that, you know, require, you know, a lot of dexterity and, you know, yeah. And then, and then going from that to Woodford Sessions where it's like, how about you don't play for like four bars here so that when you play, it's a thousand times better, you know? And, and um, it, was, it was hard for me to get into that mindset. But yeah, that, that's been a, also a huge part of my writing now. You yeah, know? and just the fact that you're constantly learning is why you're such a great musician. And you have never gigs stop. All the time. Because you you're stop. amazing. Thank you. <laughs> well, um, we're going to talk a little bit more, but... I want you to play something. Okay. Um, well, you know, I was thinking about starting something that I've been doing a lot um, right off the bat. Uh, but, you know, this whole talk about Flaming Lips and Wayne Cohen, I've, I've, I'm going I'm to do it, you know. And now we're at the open mic thing. We were talking about this earlier. So um, I'm, I'm going to do an idea, and I really like the lyrics are not ironed out. I might mumble a few lyrics this is not a finished idea and and this is what open mic is all about is about trying new things and gauging your audience and this is perfect for this show yeah so this is you know i'm if 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 uh if you hear a mumbled word it's just because i hadn't written it yet so uh, (laughs) and i might come up with something off the top of my head hell i don't know um i don't even have a name for this yet so this is this is brand brand new but uh here we go
That's a, that's a flaming lips kind of thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely a flaming lips thing. And I love the flaming lips, so that was right up my alley. Yeah. So good. So that's, good. That's a fun one. Um, I guess taking it back to, you know, the open mic theme, mm-hmm. what advice could you give someone who is maybe interested in trying out open mic for the first time, whether they're a new musician or well experienced and just never done an open mic before i'll just keep doing it do it do it do it as much as you can mm-hmm. that's one of the things you know you you get you get rid of that nervousness and then you you know or that anxiety that i was talking about that it sort of creates uh and it's there for a reason it's there for you to go beyond it so do it until you go beyond it because um that's a valuable lesson and you'll learn how to you'll learn how to move people you know mm-hmm. um and it's yeah so don't it, just do it do it as much as you can you know if yeah. you if you want to get better you know i know that's a s- simple simple advice but it's just do it until you feel comfortable doing it i guess is is more of a clear clarification of what i was trying to say yeah um so why don't you play a cover because we all know mm-hmm. the covers are really important and they teach mm-hmm. us new musical styles and they um you know are enjoyable for listeners to kind of like grasp on the songs that they know, mm-hmm. whether you play it just like the performer or make it your own covers are important for all musicians. Okay. So. Um, God, there's so many. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm been doing restaurants and weddings so long. I've got a lot of covers. Um, what do you, what do you want? You want Neil Young? You want Led um, Zeppelin? You want well, Beatles? You know, we have this connection of Elliot Smith. Uh, no, I wouldn't be able to do that song. <sighs> I, I wouldn't be. It's been it's been a, a, about a year and a half since I've done that song. It was worth I a do. shot. It was worth a shot. You know what? You know what? I'm glad that we talked about this because um, um, today after after this interview, I'm going to go back and uh, work I've on been, some Elliot yeah, Smith. Yeah, well, I'm I'm going to work on some covers. So I was trying to think of some to learn, and mm-hmm. now now I'm going to learn. I will, I will definitely learn. And if you don't know who Elliot Smith is, you oh should go God. look him up because he is. I mean, how would you describe him? Oh, it's like if the Beatles were really depressed. Yeah, but he um, is. But it's amazing. But I'm, he's a genius. Oh, he's, he's a musical genius. Absolutely genius. And His chord progressions and the styles that he uses, mm-hmm. and then the lyrics added on to it, and just this rasp in his voice, mm-hmm. where you're like, that wasn't really exactly on, like uh, the oh, yeah, right he does pitch, these, but it was it perfect. perfect. Yeah, he you know? he has. 
intentional sour notes that really like really bring them that, that's some that's some unique music um i mean it hits you like right in your yeah, soul it's it's uh yeah it's it's kind of way i think it like there's so many there's a lot of like the production of it and you know the melodies and the, you know they remind it reminds me of the beatles but it's mm-hmm. got this darkness to it that's mm-hmm. you know that i love you know i mean it's it and seth avitt and jessica lee mayfield last year did a cover album. oh yeah yeah and it's and they did a wonderful job but, I mean, it's hard to recreate his voice and oh, the yeah. way he did it. Oh, yeah. His delivery was unique, for mm-hmm. sure. It was incredible. Well, I mean, <clears throat> any cover, really. Let's see. What do you like to play? <clears throat> um, well, all right. Let's do, I'll do, this is the one everybody always asks me to do, so. I'll just... Okay. We'll um, appease. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, as I, I'd say this, uh. This is called Dropping the D. <laughs> I've heard you say that many, many times. Yeah, I know. It's, it's my, I have like five jokes that I tell every, every gig. I'm like, I'm like a Dan Pinson or Danimal like fangirl, so <laughs> I've heard it a lot. It's going to be hard. Oh, I can't do the little middle section without the, without the loop. Um, actually... You know what? Let's. I'm changing. I'm changing my mind. You're allowed to. Changing my mind. I'm gonna do your the show. other song that I get asked to do all the time. Um, Harvest Moon by Neil Young. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. All right. I was gonna do Going to California, but but there's this middle section in there that I I gotta loop it, and you know I don't have. I mean I have my loop pedal set up. Smooth. 
When we were strangers I watched you from afar And when we were lovers Well, I loved you Now it's getting late And the moon is climbing high I want to celebrate And I'll see it shining in your eyes Cause I'm still in love with you I wanna see you dance again Cause I'm still in love with you On this harvest moon Cause I'm still in love with you I wanna see you dance again Cause I'm still in love with you On this harvest moon disclaimer here I, it's really hard to sing before three o'clock yeah it's, it's pretty, really it's young pretty early. <laughs> it's pretty early no i uh that's that's another thing like i do these I'll do a brunch gig and it takes me about uh, a good hour to get mm-hmm. my voice warmed up in there yeah. yeah i don't i don't my voice don't wake up till till about three o'clock it's early hit some high squeakers there well either way <clears throat> i want to steal you and put you in my pocket and just Take you out whenever I'm feeling down and make you play for me. All right. That's how much of a fangirl I am. I'll do it. (laughs) Okay. So do you have any particular Mm. weird or awesome or goofy open mic experience that you've had over your 10 years of randomly playing them? There's several. Uh, It can be about you or something that you saw or anything. I mean, uh, just off the top of my head, like uh, seeing... um, 
I saw Sparky the band, which I don't know if they're playing anymore. They, they disbanded, I think. They disbanded, mm-hmm. which is very, very unfortunate because yes. I love what they so did. Great. Hopefully, 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 you know, it gave um, Tony and Jason and uh, Alex. Uh, I hope gave them confidence to run on their own and mm-hmm. do their own thing. Uh, regard, and even if they get back together again, that would be awesome. But um, I saw them play for the first time, and I was I've known all of them, you know. Yeah. That was it was amazing. It was it just blew my mind. You got Alex like jumping out in the crowd and like standing Throwing on tables. Puppies, yeah. Like, <laughs> they have the the huge hands yeah. that they give people. They I really, mean it's an experience for sure. And they have the they have their um microphone stands with the with the stuffed yeah, animals and, and lights and, and, and uh, <laughs> dolls and weird things. So so, so creepy weird. and awesome and amazing. <laughs> and um yeah, I really appreciated uh their performance and um and there's there's been some there's been some really good you know moments where people have stepped in and harmonized you know I know Ryan Ryan and would jump up on some certain songs and and sing with me and those were really good moments and um, you know just uh, I always lo- one of my favorite things um, Gail uh, you know Mike and Gail I just love them a lot and and uh, I, I just I always look forward to sitting down and talking to her mm-hmm. um you know while, while everything was going on you know she always had really good commentary and knew knew the words to like everybody's songs um <laughs> and it was really cool to you know uh see her you know be engaged with oh her, yeah you know. I look forward to seeing her every week just as much as yeah, Mike. I know She's both great. of them they're they're just wonderful people and mm-hmm. and uh yeah I think uh uh you know I, I think she probably goes unnoticed, uh, but she she sort of is, she she's definitely an inspiration on the on the musical front and <laughs> has always been there and and um, you know Mike obviously uh, you know he's up there playing all the time and she's like the know, music but, scene mom yeah yeah she's you know? a music scene mom <laughs> sort of a muse if you will um, and I think that I think that it's the whole that it, it's affected the Chattanooga music scene as a whole in oh, such yeah. a positive. Um, um, collaborative way, mm-hmm. you know, really people does. working together who would never have worked together, yeah. you know, or you'll go to an open mic and see like four people singing together. That have never done it before. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and then people just trying it out, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, it's so, it's almost more interesting and entertaining for me to watch somebody who just is like, you know, freaked out mm-hmm. and, or, or just, you know, and then, you know, there's people that, you know, are just getting started and they got a lot of work to do. And mm-hmm. that to me is interesting. Than yeah, and to seeing, watch them come into know, their own. Yeah. I did it and I'm still doing yeah, it. Yeah, you, you like, are definitely an example. Ryan Boyer, I, I used to go to Tremont years ago and he used to be Tremont guy. Yeah. That was his nickname, he, he, Tremont he was, guy. And now he's he built huge. He built his whole, you know, following, I think, or probably at least the, the initiation of his following off the open mic. He's huge. It's crazy. And then Webb, mm-hmm. they were talking about him earlier. He's, and he got started there and, mm-hmm. you know, I really appreciate a lot of, a lot of his songwriting. I don't get to see him very often, but, um, it's a good, you know, another thing I, I actually, uh, uh, should have mentioned earlier and I just thought of, um, for me as a very, I'm a very active musician playing all the time and, and, um, I don't get to support the music scene like I would want to. Um, for you know, just I simply can't. I simply can't, and and mm-hmm. so it's a good way for me to like support some artists. You know, mm-hmm. like if I know they're going to be there, just to kind of connect with them. 
and uh, just to, you know, show them a little bit of love, you know. I mean, that's kind of a cheap no, cheap way to do that, is. you know. I, I, I should so. just go to their show and pay the money and, and be a part of it, but I'm, I'm always playing gigs, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a way for me to do that, you know. Um, whether you see it as a cop-out or not, you know. <laughs> you know. But, uh, but, you know, that's, that's one of the things that, that I have liked about the open mic nights, yeah. you know. Yeah, especially in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's that way everywhere else. No. But no. here in Chattanooga, Tremont, it's it's different. Mm-hmm. It's special. Yeah. Um, play another song. Do one of yours this time. Though. All right. Yeah. Um, let's see. This is um, this is a song I've been playing recently. Let me uh, let me get my vocal spray. <laughs> I've never been around you singing and seen you not have that. You yeah, always do. it um, it's amazing actually. It's it's a big it's a big part of my my uh, gigging because um, keeps me from blowing my voice out. Mm-hmm. That was another thing that happened a lot. You know, at the beginning stages, I would I I sing really hard sometimes. You know, and you know, it's it allows me to kind of maintain my. Maintain my voice the next day, which I'm really dependent on that. Now, yeah. You know? But this is a song called "I Cross the Ocean." It's sort of about. Um, it, it's not a you know written about any. Well, it was inspired by a partic- one particular person. I'm not naming any names. Um, a long time ago, uh, but uh, sort of about being stuck and and uh, weighted down, um, and just sort of my thoughts into that and and how it pertains to. Um, love and connections with other humans. So it's called I Cross the Ocean. I cross the ocean with a bucket full of lead Tied to my foot as a tribute to the dead Switching out hands to release the other side Working twice as hard for the lopsided right I want a love that you cannot name When there's nothing to change Cause nothing stays the same Oh, and I want a love that you cannot steal When there's nothing to grasp Cause you've got something to feel Spread out the effort Balance and grace It's that bucket you filled Wipe that look off your face The harder I swim The heavier the pull But I cannot cut that road With a mind that's too dull I want a love that you cannot change cause nothing stays the same oh and I want a love that you cannot steal 
there's nothing to grasp Cause you've got something to feel Nothing to grasp Something to feel Oh, 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 I cross the ocean with a bucket full of lead Tied to my forehead as a tribute to the dead So good. I, uh, I think the first time I heard this one was when you did the noon tunes. Oh, yeah. One. And I um, wasn't feeling well, and I watched from my bed the live stream. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and just nice. smiled the whole time through that this That was song. fun. Yeah. I had a good time doing that. Yeah, that's really cool, The everything that um, Stratton and Soundcore is doing to oh, bring man. music yeah. to the city. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, really cool. Now we will take a short break and hear a little bit about our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Engie. That's I-N-J-I-I. Engie is the first online network for social good. Viewers can watch original performances of all kinds of artists like musicians, poets, and comedians and help raise awareness and donations for deserving charities. This October, Engie will be broadcasting several weekly online shows focused on Chattanooga's music and arts. The plan is to let you see up-and-coming artists in a different light learn their stories, and get involved in the causes that they care about. Engie covers the recording, engineering, and post-production, and artists own their own content once it's done, so they can share it or even monetize on it. Engie went through the Company Lab and Gig Take program and launched the online platform this past August and moved to Chattanooga. If you are an artist or charity that is looking to be on Engie or a brand agency looking to advertise, please contact hello at Engie.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at I-N-J-I-I dot com. I and many of our guests on Open Mic Spotlight have been involved with NG. NG is doing such great things for our community, artists, and charities. Please take some time to check them out at NG.com. That's I-N-J-I-I dot com. What are the stages called? Um, yeah, sidewalk stages, that's what it's called. Okay. And the noon tunes and um, the educational classes mm-hmm. and everything. All it's, it's pretty amazing. I've been to a few of those and... Really enjoyed those. So I'm going to switch it up. Switch it up. And I'm going to ask a question not related to music. Okay. 
Tell me something that you do, that you like to do. Maybe you don't have a lot of time for it, but something that is not related to music at all that you Ooh. love doing that you don't, maybe you don't get enough chance to do because music is your career and your life, but something not related to music. That is a very tough question because I'm... Uh, Everything is ingrained, right, um, in music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I, w- <laughs> I wake up and play music and... <laughs> And watch TV at the end of the night, but no, I mean it's. Um, I, I guess one of the things that I love doing. Um, my my family is. Uh, I've had a f- no like professional musicians really in in my immediate family or any, but I've but there are a lot of artists. Um, there's people that are musical that that are on my dad's side, and then my mother's side has. My mom was an artist. My brother's a, a designer and an artist, really good artist. Um, and uh, they're. It's, kind of more practical versions of art, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, graphic design and stuff like that. But, uh, um, and I haven't done this in so long. I want to do it. Um, I've been thinking about it because, um, anyway, sorry, let me go ahead and tell you what. It, drawing and I, I like, I like, I like creating, you know, visual art. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, sort of a cliche answer, but I, it's not really my uh, reason for doing it is not to necessarily to create art, but it is to, give my uh it's brain a break brain a break yeah Mm -hmm. while still engaging it because i don't i just kind of like free form Mm -hmm. you know and i kind of let the let it draw itself Mm -hmm. you know and that's really therapeutic for me because um i'm constantly um now in my life utilizing my art in sort of a practical nature there are the times where i get to write Mm -hmm. and just with no agenda yeah Yeah, yeah, and yeah, jamming and playing mm-hmm. and writing, you know, with no agenda. That I tr- I have to make time for that. Oh, you, you have know? to. But see, see, there's still a purpose there. You mm-hmm. know, there's still like a, an agenda. And um, when I draw, and I, like I said, I haven't done it in so long. Um, uh, it it really it really brings me out of yeah. uh, out of that out of my head, and it allows for the creativity to actually come through. You know, like and I used to do this when I read. I'm, it's great that I'm glad you asked this question because I'm starting to remember certain methods that I used when I was writing uh, a lot. Um, but uh, I would I would start writing music, you know, and when I just kind of get it stuck, I would go and I would just draw for mm-hmm. like 20, 25 minutes. And then, free, you know, let it do itself, let no, no agenda, and then I'd come back to the music and it would just yeah. blow up. Um and uh, so I'm glad that you asked this question because I'm with visual art like you can just kind of let your brain go yeah and you're not think like you're not thinking as much I like yeah. I like visual art too I'm not good at it but I yeah, like I to do it because it's yeah. therapeutic it's like yoga almost yeah. your brain just goes to a different place absolutely uh, it's it's a meditation I mean that's that's another thing I guess you know in addition to the question, which it all, they all go hand in hand, but, but meditation, um, I, I do practice yoga, um, more on my own. I've been recently going to classes. Uh, one of the things I've been doing recently is, uh, and I love this. Um, I don't know if you know about the presence project. Mm -mm. Have you? Okay. So Jeff Joyner and, uh, Jessica Jolly, they own yoga landing. Mm -hmm. Jeff is, Amazing phenomenal musician, musician and Crazy just one guitarist. of the one of the greatest guys yeah. I know. And he and I just have a really great connection. He's got kids and you know got a lot going on. So, you know, he was actually one of the first um, guitar players in Danimal Planet. What? Yeah, before before <laughs> Sable came I in didn't the mix. Know that. 
Yeah, it was gonna be. It was originally gonna be him and Sable, but then he had a, another kid, and the yoga landing thing started going off. But we had we we established a really good connection there, and um, I'm totally like not answering that question that you asked earlier. <laughs> I'm going right back to music. Um, but it did kind of you know from yoga and meditation. Uh, we've been doing this presence project where we create. Um, uh, just it's a, lot, a lot of it's improvisational, and some of it I use my loops. But we create sort of like psychedelic electronic music for yoga classes. Oh, that's awesome! We just did the uh, so Asheville awesome. Yoga Festival, wow. and it was like the, it's, it was the greatest thing. It's, that is so cool. You talk about um, a un, excuse me, a unique uh, live experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing for a yoga class is the most intense and rewarding uh, oh, musical everyone experience. Everyone is in it. And they're hanging on everything that you do. And yeah. if, I, if I hit like a squeaker note or something like that, or if I hit... It's obvious. Know, it's obvious. And you try, I mean, I've, I've, I have done that in a yoga <laughs> class before and, and you just kind of try to mold it in and, yeah. and that's the whole nature of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, that's a, you know, tying together the whole meditation and the yeah. yoga and, and different forms of art, you know. I mean, they all um, tie in together. They it's so funny do. how they all are different parts of the brain, but they all really go together. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that you've maybe used your art for writing. Maybe? You know, um, well, there's there's one where I was, like, trying to make, um, um, you know, an album cover. I ended up not going with something else. Actually, Tony, uh, I was going to try to make it, and then Tony made it for uh, an out, my first album that I put out, Allegory of the Cave, and it's so awesome what Tony did. But Tony, Tony actually... Um, liked one of my works of art and I gave it to him and or traded for mm-hmm. um for a for that actually happened last week so maybe this is a, all a this conversation and all this is a, is a sign that I need to, to start to be bringing else. that back in and and just incorporating that into, into my process now um now that I'm like I'm able to write a lot more I just quit my day job so um I'm strictly on music right now so yeah. now I I've got time to time to do that kind of yeah. thing which is great so um, but awesome. yeah, oh yeah, creating posters too. Yeah, that's that's the other. You know, it is music related too. But I've I got a bunch of programs on my iPhone, and so I are, love are doing that. Are you using like computer software to create? Yeah, I, I. You know, I do all my posters. I mean, they're not the greatest thing in the world, you know. And yeah. I mean, it's not like uh, uh, Mark Rich's posters well, sometimes or, that's the best, or Cole Sweetens. You know? you know, they those guys are just brilliant at it. Yeah. Um, but I, lo- I really love doing it. Um, and it kind of reminds me of, uh, what were we talking about earlier? I just did the, I did the Ryan Oyer. Oh yeah. <laughs> we did a Danimal Planet Ryan Oyer. Uh, oh, yeah. for those listeners out there, did a Danimal Planet Ryan Oyer show. And I found these two pictures and it was me and Ryan screaming and, um, I put them together and, and it totally like, I realized after I'd sent it to the printer, uh, my girlfriend was like, uh, really look like you guys are about to make out just the angle I had it. And, uh, and so like, it's kind of become a running joke and it, there's been some interesting, uh, uh, Photoshop additions to yes. that poster. But I mean, that, that kind of stuff is, is fun. I, I really enjoy, uh, that part of it. So it's, it's, uh, and being creative in a different yeah. way for a purpose. You yeah. Know? And I got, I do it all on my iPhone, which is not ideal, but I mean, I, it's a little cheap programs. Hey, Photoshop. iPhones are crazy. These They're amazing. Days. Like I use Photoshop and there's this really cool thing called Moon Shadow that does all kinds of psychedelic stuff. And mm-hmm. so I, you know, that's, that's, that's a non-music related thing that I really like. So yeah, I guess art in general. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Long um, answer. I want you to play one more song. Okay. <clears throat> all right. So, you know, everybody knows the loops stuff that I do. I'm not going to do a loop thing. Okay. I want to do, um, 
let's keep this more intimate. So um, this is a very uh, special song to me. Um, it's uh, the, I think it's the first song, not the first piece of music that I ever wrote, but the first like, um, this and that, uh, there's a song called Ignorance Prevails. I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with that one. one. <laughs> this song and Ignorance Prevails came about in the same week. So um, it's kind of hard to say. They, I wrote them, you know, with, you know I, I can't remember which one was finished first, but yeah. they were written at the same time. So mm -hmm. this is my, either my first or second song that I ever wrote as like song song. And uh, this, is a, this is a very dear song to me because um, it was when I, you know, realized, uh, you know, the nature of, not being um, stuck in the past or, or care, you know, not, um, what's the, just not. Letting uh, go. Yeah, letting go of the past mm -hmm. and the future and trying to be in the moment, you mm -hmm. know, which is sort of a weird concept. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's something that you can only inquire about. You know, you, you can't achieve it, but it's something you should try to achieve. You know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, because we're always thinking about the past yeah. and the future. It's hard it, not to as humans. It's we, we, yeah, we wouldn't be human if, if we weren't doing that. But it's important to kind of know the nature of, of them. And so this was like, this was my first sort of like, you know, inquiry into that. You know? mm -hmm. It's called Counterclockwise. It's about time. <laughs> Clocks on top underneath your bed. Are you having a good time? If you can only think of now, will you show me how? So I can have a good time. I'm running circles counterclockwise Or running faster than the speed of time Stuck outside with metal in your side. You're closer to a good time. If you can stay here in the now, then you're having a good time. circles counterclockwise or running faster than the speed of
circles counterclockwise or running faster than the speed of time oh I'm running circles counterclockwise oh oh speed of time oh, I'm running circles counterclockwise oh, running faster yeah in the speed of time I'm running circles Now I'm sitting by your side And all I need is time Oh, now I'm sitting by your side And all I need is time It's funny um, uh, when <laughs> I, uh, I I messed up a word in the song just then. Um, when, and it was uh, I said uh, I'm supposed to say when you stay when sustained somehow in the now and the margins off your brow, then you're having a good time. And it was funny because I messed up because I was thinking too much ahead of myself, <laughs> which is like because you, know, you played it so much. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, but I mean, you think of the nature of the song oh, yeah. and and what mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I'm trying to say you know, it's just one of those things that um, that yeah it's just, it's a, it's sort of a mystery to 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 do but it's something that I try to I, tr- I try really hard uh, in the to, moment to, yeah and 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 just I'm always like Even focusing on that yeah and mm-hmm. it's funny like as you know I screw up because I'm thinking ahead you know and you know I know the words to the song and like um, and I was thinking ahead like well what else? I I thought the thought in my head was uh, what if I forget. Uh, this line mm-hmm. and and I did because I was filled with that thought you know and so that's sort of like that's that's what that song's about so I guess you know not to try it's to I'm, not, I'm intentionally pointing out a mistake yeah. for um for content you know and yeah. and actually relating to the song so I you know if you kind of perfect I don't <laughs> it was it was a, it was a happy mistake for sure anyway so okay so last question mm-hmm what is next for you and Ooh. your musical? Um, uh, you're a part of so many things. Yeah. So, like, you have your solo stuff, um, your restaurant gigs, this yoga gig that I'm just now hearing about. Yeah, that... um, Danimal Planet. What's what's what what what's what are you really excited about? And anything new? I'm I'm definitely excited about the Presence Project. Doing the yoga thing is that is a it's so where cool. it's at for me mm-hmm. as far as like the um 
the right way to read, you know, music is, it, it, it's, it has been a way for me to connect with other people in a very unique fashion. Mm-hmm. And, um, when I connect with people, like I had a um, really good show, uh, last Friday and, um, I felt like the crowd was really connected mm-hmm. and that was, that's, that's like, that's it, you mm-hmm. know, right there. Um, doing the yoga class the week before, you know, everybody like comes in, you know, you have this weird, we're all oming together after we just played this set. You know, it's kind of a weird way to end it. You know, you're sitting there reacting with the crowd and it's this un- unique connection. And so that's that's where I'm, that's where it's at for me, mm-hmm. you know. So um, m- that's where I want to go more often. Finding you know, new I, ways to connect with yeah, people. Yeah, and, and you can do that anyway. I mean, I do mm-hmm. it in the restaurant gigs playing, you know, silly covers and, you know. Oh, yeah, and, and, and that's and, where a lot of people find out yeah. about oh, Some of my friends who um, aren't really in the music scene mm-hmm. and they... They're not really familiar with a lot of the chat music scene performers, but almost all of them know who you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, well, I, I whore <laughs> myself out pretty good. I, I definitely do. But I, but the thing, it's all about, um, you know, I find, you know, through Danimal Planet, um, that's that's probably that's where my most of my efforts going um, right now. Um, are you and, working on new new music? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so ready. Yeah, Sorry. and you have new members. New, a complete. Mm-hmm. We have we have a one hundred percent outside of me. You know, mm-hmm. a one hundred percent. Andrew's uh, such an awesome. He's amazing, drummer. incredible yeah. drummer, and and I tell you what, um, there's not. I've I have yet to meet a drummer um, that uh, has the patience and um, listens to everything. Like he is, he is a almost a he's almost like a producer. You yeah. know, in these practices, I'm I'm so. Um, it's a, it's a, it really is a godsend. I mean, yeah. that guy is, is, and he's had so much patience with me. We've had a weird couple of months because, you know, we, Adam, Adam had to leave for, for whatever reason. Maria and Josh had mm-hmm. to leave because they had to focus on their kids. And <clears throat> Andrew came along. He learned the music in like three weeks, killed it. Um, and he's really hard on himself. And I, he's and, so talented. And, and that's why, talented. because he's yeah. hard on himself. And, yeah. And and you know he's, a lot of good musicians are though. And he's not flashy. He doesn't do it. Yeah. He plays exactly what's needed. And uh, but he's poor guy. He's been you know we had Emily Kate Boyd, who's amazing oh, yeah. bass player. We got her all trained up. She was in the band. It was awesome. Things were going she great. Left. And then she <laughs> had a wonderful opportunity that oh, yeah. I I do not blame her in any way. For, I mean I would I would have totally oh, yeah. done that. Yeah. So in Argentina, she's mm-hmm. out there touring around with a really big band. And then, so so as soon as we got her ready, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, literally the last gig we played with her was like, okay, we're band ready now, and then, okay, you're going. <laughs> then, now we have Ben Van Winkle, um, who's this just, ama- he's a, uh, a cello player, and, mm-hmm. and uh, he he, uh, he played with us, he's been playing with us the last couple of shows, and he's almost ready, we've, we've I mean, there's so much, it's such a weird band to jump into, yeah. Um it's not like any other, uh, as far as the way it's set up, you no, know. It's, it's it's amazingly different and amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the process is very arduous. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a weird, we're working with loops and, and there's a lot of, you know, time where you're not playing. Mm-hmm. That's almost harder when you're to not play. Um, and I know Brett, Brett and I have had several conversations about, um, you know, not overplaying and, and uh, he's, he's a, big inspiration on that musical um, sensitivity is yeah huge. and that's and that and that's the hardest thing about you know i have all these loops that i'm working and activating and there's a lot going on so you you there's a lot of downtime you know and, and, and listening and knowing when to come in and when yeah to stop. and mm-hmm. it's it takes it takes a certain level of maturity you know that's that's hard for a hard 
it would be hard for me to not, you know, want to just uh, shit all over it. Pardon the expression. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, and you know, so it's that's 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 tough. There's also the, a lot a lot of weird, you know. He, he's he's got a killer range, Ben Van Winkle. I don't know if I said his name or not, um, but he's been playing with Masseuse. Really good, really good. Uh, there's so many so many um, things we can do with his uh, cello. It's amazing. We can use it as a bass. We can yeah, use it I'm as excited cello. to see like where it goes yeah, for Danimal playing because I love seeing Danimal with it. It's cool. So, it's yeah. really cra- he's super crazy. He's 23, so he's young. You know, and um, he's just this ball of creative energy. Yeah, I mean, it is, awesome. it's amazing how... And you kind of get a different perspective of, of life, too, and energy, because it's, it's like mm-hmm. 23-year-olds are from a different time. Oh, you know? yeah, it's weird. It's <laughs> it's interesting, yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's and there's a lot of... I've learned from him and um, and uh, already, and uh, and him and Andrew. I, I, we have a really good, hard-working band right now. I just hope it... We can we can that's keep this everything. going for a while, yeah. you know. That's that's what I want, you know. I need I need I gotta have uh, I can't I can't be messing around with people that aren't like full gung ho about mm-hmm. doing it. And that's yeah. that's that's what I got for the future. Mm-hmm. If you if you want to know what what the, where the future is, I want I want to be writing and working with some hardworking people. Mm-hmm. And really, wherever that takes me, I don't. I mean, if it's Dan, will play. I don't. I mean, I don't know where that's gonna take me. I just want to keep. Keep keep it going and keep on keeping it's what on. I do, and I'm not gonna do anything else. I'm gonna die doing it, and I'm gonna uh, and I'll live. Yeah. I I've mean, you're a, made to do it. Life. I think anyone would agree with that statement. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming to the yeah, Soundry. Thank, thank you, Brett Nolan, for mm-hmm. helping me produce this show. Um, the Soundry is a beautiful, beautiful place. I feel like I'm sitting in a living room right now. That's been like just cleaned by a maid and it's fancy and smells nice and i love it here it's a good studio he produces really 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 amazing stuff um by the way i got uh speaking of the production here ryan i got a little taste of ryan oyer's ep that he's about to put out and that was recorded here and with brett too yeah yeah, brett recorded that it is unreal good yeah it comes out next week right it's coming out soon. Well, I don't maybe know next when. month. Yeah, I think Sometime he's soon. he's wanting to uh, do a release. do a release here in, in like the next couple of months, something like that. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. And yeah. I mean, Brett Nolan does all kinds of not just bands. He does choirs and oh, all, yeah. all kinds of cool stuff. I recorded vocals for uh, my last EP here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. So I I recorded my stuff here too. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on the show. And well, thanks for having and me. Having the conversation. Um, yeah. Trying to get the word out about how awesome Open Mic is and how influential it is for the yeah. city. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> Open Mic Spotlight has been brought to you in part by and recorded at The Soundry with your host, Heather Lee Holt, edited and made possible by Mr. Brett Nolan. Today's episode is sponsored by Engie. That's I-N-J-I-I. Engie is the first online network for social good. Viewers can watch original performances of all kinds of artists like musicians, poets, and comedians and help raise awareness and donations for deserving charities. 
This October, NG will be broadcasting several weekly online shows focused on Chattanooga's music and arts. The plan is to let you see up-and-coming artists in a different light, learn their stories, and get involved in the causes that they care about. NG covers the recording, engineering, and post-production, and artists own their own content once it's done, so they can share it or even monetize on it. NG went through the company lab and gig take program and launched the online platform this past August and moved to Chattanooga. If you are an artist or charity that is looking to be on NG or a brand agency looking to advertise, please contact hello at ng.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at I-N-J-I-I dot com. I and many of our guests on Open Mic Spotlight have been involved with NG. NG is doing such great things for our community, artists, and charities. Please take some time to check them out at NG.com. That's I-N-J-I-I dot com.